Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Seda. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you're new to the program, thank you for checking us out. Uh, if you're old uh, and have listened to us for a long time, you'll know that uh, if there's one thing we hate, it's really bad serial killer movies. And today, we're talking about Philip Kaufman's 2004 disaster piece, Twisted. And it's Philip Kaufman, man. That's the saddest part. <laughs> he made the best body snatchers. He made movie. the best body snatchers. He made the right stuff. He He's helped make Indiana goddamn Jones. It's insane. Craziness. It's twisted is what it is, right, guys? Oh. oh. Twisted. They, oh, yeah. They, let's get some twisted teas and talk about twisted, man. Thankfully, we are all drinking twisted tea today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> We Hate Movies, sponsored by Twisted Tea. You ever, like, reach for a beer at a party and it's dark and you start drinking and it's a Twisted Tea and you almost throw up? You know, it's happened to me more times (laughs) than I'd like to admit. It's uh, one of the most frustrating things I've ever dealt with in my life. At first, your your mouth recognizes flat beer. You're like, oh, fuck. And then you're like, wait, no. Iced tea flavor, Twisted Tea. (sighs) Yeah. And uh, the only thing worse than the taste of Twisted Tea... (laughs) Are the people that get really pumped for Twisted Tea? Like, you'll be having a football party or something like that. Yeah. Someone comes over, hey, man, I got some fucking Twisted Tea. And you're like, come on, Barry. See, those people exist. Yeah, they and do. And I've met them, but, like, the be- my favorite ones are the ones who are like, you know, I- it's not that bad. Like, <laughs> the guys yeah. who try to reason with you. The apologists. <laughs> you're totally right. And that's unfortunate. Just say it tastes like shit and you still like drinking it. That's fine. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. You'll get those motherfuckers that do the same thing with smearing off ice, man. Yeah, it's really shitty, but uh, in a pinch. It's like, yeah. No, it's not in a pinch. Go to the grocery store and buy beer. And it's, it's not hilarious that you're drinking it either. I'll, st- I'll start that. I'll cut that right off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Take your fucking raspberry fermented nonsense and go home. Oh, so twisted. Twisted. Um, in the vein of, I would say, copycat. This is a copycat Ish, type yeah. movie. Yes. But this is an Ashley Judd movie. And there was a time when there was an, a genre of film called an Ashley Judd movie. Oh, absolutely. In which it's her being in intrigue and kind of sexy situations. And you usually had like a Samuel L. Jackson, like in this movie, or a Morgan Freeman in a couple of other movies. A sagely black actor. Exactly. Yeah, to, to yeah, offset it, her whiteness. Yeah, Precisely. and uh, it never works out for anybody. <laughs> it really doesn't. No. And this is like this is like a powerhouse cast. You got Samuel L. Jackson. You got the handsome John Lovitz, Andy Garcia. Uh, who else he got in this movie? Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver, and uh, then what's his name too? Uh, dude from Fatal Beauty, Mark Pellegrino. Mark Pellegrino, which is awesome for a lost nerd like me because it's Jacob and the Man in Black in the same movie. And Pellegrino gets a lot of fucking scream time in this movie. He yeah. doesn't usually. Nobody yep. gives just, him this much. He's just staring at the camera with his <laughs> mouth open the whole movie, and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere in between those two things, he also tries to rape Ashley Judd yeah. like three times. At least three. 
amazing. It's so amazing. Titus so, Welliver yeah. is on some Netflix show where he's it's wearing a leather Bosch. jacket. It's called <laughs> Bosch. No, it's, it's called Bosch, and it's on Amazon. Oh, even worse. And let me let me reiterate one more time for fans of our Chudman Terry, the fucking show and his character. <laughs> Are both called Bosch. And he's, he's probably a hard apple detective, right? Yeah. He's, he's the hardest of apples. That's how those shows work. Yep. You think Bosch is going to be soft? Oh, man. I would love a Royal Rumble. You get Bosch in there. You get Low Winter Sun. Who else could we throw at this Royal Rumble? Couple of true detectives. Couple of true detectives. Whatever the hell. Halt and Catch Fire, maybe. Get him in. No, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about hard-nosed detectives. No one on program. Sh- well, well yeah. that's the thing. There's a hard bisexual program. Yeah, well, there's a hard nosed coder in there. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking more in the Rain Wilson show. What's it called? Blackheart? No, uh, ah, crap. Like, <laughs> Hieronymus Bach? No. <laughs> no, what is it? A uh, canceled? Yes. <laughs> is it called canceled? Rain Wilson stars in canceled. <laughs> Coming up on Rain Wilson's Canceled, a preview for Rain Wilson's new movie, Box Office Poison. Tank the movie. <laughs> what is that fucking? It's some dumb show where he again is a genius detective, and he's but he's also surly, Andrew. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, and he makes jokes about lesbians because that's all over the preview. Oh man, isn't that just fucking hilarious? Wonderful. Well, the idea is they would all get into a ring together and then just drink cyanide and be dead, and that would be the end of it. In an empty stadium with just us in there, and then Sipowitz, <laughs> then you just see Sipowitz come up and be like. I told you. Walks I, away. I win. Did um, was Jimmy Smith's character's name on that show? Oh crap! Dead. He died on that show, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. He died. I think his name is actually Jimmy. It was a Tony Danza situation. Oh really? He, his name is Jimmy, but I forget what his last name is. Yeah, I don't know. I had some Jimmy Smith's joke in there about dying, but then I just completely forgot what happened to that character on that show. Um. So anyway. <laughs> The point of the movie, if there is almost a point and it fails, is it's like, oh, man, women can be sexually adventurous, too. And it's, you know, who who are you to say that if a woman sleeps with a bunch of dudes, doesn't make her a slut, doesn't make her a blah, blah, blah. But this movie doesn't do that. And it actually punishes her for it. And exactly. Punish, yeah. It's really strange. Like That would be a great point to your movie, right? Like, you watch a detective movie, he's always banging all sorts of broads, and like, you know, you're supposed to applaud him, but if it was a woman, you'd think differently. I'm like, ooh, turn that around. No, but then she gets punished the entire film. And it's like the character is being like, what does this matter? Are you kidding me? And then all the dudes are like, no, are you kidding us? <laughs> you fucking trollop. Like, and you're just like, it's just endless. It's 96 <laughs> minutes of endless misogyny well, in this movie. That's what I'm wondering is I'm wondering since it is Philip Kaufman, maybe maybe he made the right movie yeah. and then he was asked to cut it down to the wrong movie. <laughs> if it's 90, it's a, because it is, it's a fleet fucking 90 minutes. Let yeah. me tell you something. I went to rewatch this last night in preparation for today's program and... Uh, I had recently just watched it like three weeks ago, and I was dreading it. I was so tired from work. I go on Netflix. I was like, oh, a blessed 96 minutes. (laughs) Wow, you feel every minute, though. You do. Every single one of these minutes. I will say, unlike most uh, male detective movies, she gets roofied no less than 12 times in this movie. She just keeps (laughs) getting roofied. I don't know how. I don't know. Can you buy that stuff in bulk? Because, like... (laughs) Well, Samuel L. Jackson is. Well, that's what I was going to say is, all right, now, everybody, do you want to know the end of the movie or do you want to wait till the end of the podcast? But Samuel L. Jackson did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know it now. 
because it doesn't matter. It like, doesn't matter. They it's totally important. tell you in the movie. It's important to know it because nothing makes sense at the end. Yeah. Nothing. And a lot of things are like, wait, how does that work if he's doing this? Yeah, he roofies her like 48 times in this movie. Now, and the thing about the roofing is she is an alcoholic. Like yes. her character is... Uh, what she understands is that her dad was a cop. Mm. Sam Jackson was his partner. One day the dad went insane, killed a bunch of people, uh, and then like killed the, the mother, his wife, and then himself played in a picture by Ashley Judd. (laughs) Yeah. It's Ashley Judd kind of like looking away from the teary eyed at a picture of herself. So, so she's got some issues, right? Samuel L. Jackson then goes on to raise her. Sure. Right, so she's got she's got a drinking problem. She doesn't deal with her demons like most hard nosed detectives. Right? Sure, but so my question is: in all these scenes, like she gets home from work, she chugs a tumbler of red wine, and then gets the sways and falls down and passes out. Because because we come to find out, Sam Jackson's putting roofies. Here's the thing: how how is Samuel L. Jackson getting the roofies in these unopened bottle of bottles of wine? What, what is happening? Well, his schedule makes no sense. <laughs> well, he's also, we should mention, he's like the chief of police. The commissioner. Oh, he's the, oh, yes, the commissioner. And this takes place in San Francisco, where, interesting fact, the SFPD is the only police department in the country that doesn't have detectives. Yeah. They have inspectors. So it's like you're a cop. Until you get promoted to inspector, and that's it. Hmm. That's so much cooler than detective. It's yeah. so badass, dude. They kept saying inspector the entire time. I was like, are we in the UK? What's going the, on? The here? only bet, if somebody ever called me constable, mm. my heart. Yeah. That's, oh man. That's the best one. Let me tell you, idea for a show, Constable Cabin. You know, you know what, Lansing, Michigan? You want to get some tourism? Change detective rank to constable. Yep. And we've got a little cheery old England vibe in Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> and it's the only place in, in America that does it. Totally. Uh, so what were we saying? The roofies, Sam Jackson. Oh, his schedule schedule doesn't there's make some sense. W- weird schedule where uh, he's the commissioner. Now, I'm sorry. I know that people think that the guys high up get to kick up their feet quite often. <laughs> sure. A commissioner's busy. Oh, and, yeah, dude. And he does not have time to be going there what seems like every single day, going into breaking into her apartment, <laughs> lacing the thing with roofies. <laughs> Leaving and getting back to work. He is the hour out of your day. He's the busiest, thoroughest serial killer I've seen in a while. And also, just by the way, if you're okay, so she goes to a couple bars in this in in this movie. A couple of bars. Okay. A couple of Batman bars. So you (laughs) are drinking all the time. You're Uh, an alcoholic. Sure. And you notice that specifically the drink that always makes you specifically really drunk and tired is red wine right but meanwhile you're at the bar pounding whiskey you're fine you're just fine and then all of a sudden you get home one glass of not even a glass a tumbler yeah (laughs) switch to beer that's all I gotta say. Just you, switch to beer. Just go on your way home. You go to the bodega and you pick up a six pack, and you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna have that red wine because that shit makes me sleepy. And I wanted to watch the honeymooners today. And it seems like every time <laughs> I wake up after it, another dead person's around me, yeah. and yeah. I have a roofie hangover every day. That's really shitty. Like you, you have to do this booze arithmetic, right? Yeah. Like out all night, pounding shots. Yeah, totally fine. Home for five minutes, the first sip of red wine, I'm on my face waking up the next morning. And the roofie hangover, by the way, you're calling out of work the next day. I'm so, you're not doing anything else. She does bad hangover acting in this yeah. movie. It's a lot of like her picking up the phone. 
hello and she's like rubbing her face and it's then five awful. minutes later she's fine yeah she has a coffee. cup of coffee yeah coffee <laughs> does not negate roofies well that's just the movies everybody in movies recovers from being drunk or hung over really fast so we start the movie rightfully so with everybody's favorite creepy hyper actor oh, what's yeah. this guy's name oh it's it's the he made me fuck her from seven and yeah. i did i fucked her <laughs> I think he's, he's also on uh, Caroline in the City as the character with the roller skates. That was that guy, I, and it's rollerblades. Ro- oh, yeah, I apologize. And the father from The Guest. Yes, he's definitely the father from... Wow, is that the guy from Caroline in the City that was rollerblading all the time? This is going to take a second, but I'm pretty sure... No, my wife is in the room shaking her head no at you, Steve, so I think you're you're wrong in that department. <laughs> That's fair. Um... So he's got a, a knife up to her throat. Yeah, and he's, he's doing his, his, his best... I'm gonna fucking kill you. And he's like, that's the first like it's opening like, line. It's yeah. like either that or like I can smell you. I can hear your heart beat. The, the best one is he's like, I can feel your heart beating. It's like a rabbit trying to get out of a cage. And I'm, I'm just like, like, fuck you, man. Yeah, stop this. Like seriously. <laughs> and you, all you can see is his mouth. But like you're like, oh, it's that guy. You yeah. know who it is. You can hear it. You know. So he's got a knife to her throat, and apparently he's just some run of the mill serial killer. And, you know, she does the old, that's a gun in my pocket, and yep. elbows him in the stomach and headbutts him and saves the day, captures this guy, uh, winds up getting a promotion to inspector because of this. And we have her, like, it's like, all right, dirtbag serial killer, you're going downtown. Cut to Ashley Judd's ass <laughs> in ex- extreme close-up, dancing in this bar to James Brown. It's just that's it's sexy. It's time to get a little sexy in this movie. Finally, and, and you know who's the James Brown, of course. You know who's the opposite of sexy? Andy Garcia, who looks like a pile of wet towels in this movie. <laughs> Dude, I've been saying he's like a slightly more handsome John Lovett. He, no, he's exactly that. <laughs> it's ex- are you still trying to look up this guy's name? It's too late. God, the show's over. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call the gonna show later when I get home. <laughs> Andrew, edit this in. I found out that guy's name. And I was totally wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Keep going. I don't I, I am curious now. I'm calling you out on this. Yeah. What is the process in which you were trying to look up this guy? I was guy's trying name? Wikipedia and it was a big mistake. Oh, Jesus. IMDB to twisted or seven and you're there. So she's dancing around. She's got this promotion. And everybody's like, hey, Ashley Judd, do the thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she does a stupid, like, like flash the inspector badge. And she's just like, Ashley Judd, inspector. And they're like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> this cop bar's going crazy over this. They're so thrilled for her, which is really weird because it doesn't make sense with, like, she got this promo like she she probably got this promotion on her own merits but the commissioner is always hanging out with her and always being like doing a good job sweetheart and it's like clearly this would be a problem amongst cops well it's it's not just you're doing a great job it's also sam jackson coming in doing the same test like three times in this movie like oh god guy down at the end of the bar tell me everything about him without looking back at him and all this shit and i'm just like dude Sam Jackson, you're really annoying in this movie. My favorite line, and it's something I've always wanted to say to somebody, and I've never gotten a chance to do it yet. I'm late and you're wrong. <laughs> that one, that's up there. That's in the top ten. This might be number one. Hold back, boys. You're breathing my air. 
Oh, yeah, you're that, breathing my air, says oh, Sam Jackson. Man. Nice. Man. And also, if you're the police commissioner, I don't think you should be going to cop bars. No, no. again, and, like, if you're her, you're like, dude, just this is my moment. Thank you so much. Seriously, like, I, no one wants to hang out and get drinks with their boss. No. And Nobody. He, and he, like, gives fucking Mark Pellegrino shit, which everybody should anyway. Oh, yeah, because he's terrible. Because he's just staring at Ashley Judd with his mouth open again. <laughs> and he's like, you want to go You want to go home tonight? And she's like, no. It's such a sad, like, why'd you break up? I miss you and I'm drunk. Oh, no, Mark Pellegrino. <laughs> I remember your smell. Oh. oh, he totally says that, too. <laughs> you know what, fellas? Great way to get back in the lady's good graces. Just tell her you remember her smell. <laughs> good tip. I don't think I, I know that like movies will tell you that that's romantic. I don't think anyone ever wants to be commented on their smell. Oh, you smell fantastic. Well, this Unless movie doesn't you, say that. No, but like other movies, like oh, like it's it's never. Unless you're in a current sexual relationship with the person, I don't think you're allowed to bring up sense. Well, it's not a first date thing, but no. like, you know, like we know but each other. Like, oh, well, that, that perfume. Well, that's, oh, that's wonderful. That's, sure. Not, I miss your smell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't say things like your smell. Yeah. It's like, oh, that, what is that fragrance? That's nice. Yeah. Get out of here, Wolverine. <laughs> you smell fantastic. That's a lovely stank you have. <laughs> so then Sam Jackson like takes her in the back room of this bar and starts giving her shit. Well, he goes, come into my office. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And there's a box of cigars for him there, right? He opens it yeah. up and starts. Well, it's, it's, it's his office. He's got a skunk on his head with this rug that he's sporting in this movie. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like it's like slightly red, and he's got. I think he's got the same glasses he wore in Jurassic Park too. <laughs> well, well, because you have to make and like. I don't think this. I don't know how old Ashley Judd is, and I don't know how old Samuel Jackson is. Yeah, but I don't believe the age difference they're trying to sell me here. Samuel Jackson's older than you think. He's old, like he's in his fifties. I know no, he's that. in his sixties. Is he? Yeah, he's. Oh, he, well, he, he like marched with Martin Luther King. Did he really? Yeah, he's he was like a a, a uh, I believe a pallbearer at somebody's funeral that was important. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's been around the block, man. But I I don't think it matters in this instance because it's not like she's his biological child. It's no. just like. He was partners with her father, so you know he just but like that, raised. To her. me, this is part of why he has the rug is because they have to have the salt and pepper. Yeah, but is there salt and pepper? Because it yeah, just looks that, like oh, yeah. orange tainted to me. <laughs> no, it's, it's like maybe black there's something wrong with my teeth. <laughs> Check your RGB levels. Wait, wait, man. wait, 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 wait. Were you watching Chairman of the Board? <laughs> oh, you know what? That could be. That's what happens when I watch movies back to back like that. Were you watching Meteor Man? <laughs> And Edward and James Earl Jones's <laughs> ridiculous wig in that movie. There's a lot of ridiculous blonde hair in that movie. That's why we'll never do Meteor Man because I won't be able to hold my voice up because I'll be going like this and I'll be dead. <laughs> no, we tried to watch that one time yes, for an episode. We found right. it to be too boring. Yes. So I mean, you know, he just kind of gives her shit and he's like, you know, giving her a test or whatever, and then she goes to sit with Andy Garcia. And you know, he's like hitting on her, but not really. And she doesn't know him. Not at all. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but he knows yes. that they're, you know, she's going to be his new partner. Sure. Come the next day when she's got this, you know, in this promotion to inspector. But so she's talking to her old partner. And then, you know, Andy Garcia comes in waving his dong all over the scene, <laughs> you know, and starts giving this guy shit. And his name is DeMarco in this movie. Something DeMarco. Yeah. 
And speaking of our, our friend Bosch from Chud, yeah. they're definitely doing a Bosch thing in this movie where every four minutes or so, someone, regardless of whether or not Andy Garcia is in the scene, is saying the name DeMarco. Yep. Including a couple of amazing deliveries of, hey, fuck you, DeMarco. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just laughing. But, like, everybody's saying DeMarco in this movie. Pellegrino has the best one because he orders him to go get him breakfast. Yes. Oh, oh that's that's the <laughs> That's hey, my fu- favorite one. He's Andy Garcia is like, oh, hey, patrolman, how about some steak and eggs? Well done, bacon. He's like, hey, fuck you, DeMarco. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Andy Garcia. I would love to be able to say fuck you to somebody at my job. Mean it. But also have no repercussions. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, my God. The day I had today. (laughs) It would have been heaven. So then she's like, all right, party's over. Time for the after party. This is when she goes to her favorite Batman bar. Now, what do you mean uh, to, to, you know, help the audience a little bit when you say Batman bar? It's filled full of would-be henchmen. All right? Right. Like, you could go... when Two Face gets out of Arkham, he goes to this bar and he's like, "Who wants it?" And everyone's like, yeah, "Exactly." It's like it's like a hoodlum job fair. Bunch yeah. of clay faces, clay guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have like a, a garbage can where you put your Mister Freeze parka when he when he gets canned. <laughs> You're like, "Oh fuck." The back room's got a bunch of clown makeup so you can work with the penguin. Yeah, it's it's all or anyone in Gotham really. You <laughs> yeah. could be a clown in anybody's outfit. That's really. true. If you, if you're clowning around as a as a like a criminal in Gotham, you're you're an employable person. See, I would always think that the penguin's henchmen would have like I don't know, like tuxedo t-shirts. They do sometimes. Andrew's talking about uh, Danny DeVito's the penguin, and he yes, oh, that's, well, yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the what circus, I mean. Yes. yes, the Red Triangle Gang. Yes. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Steve's also wearing a shirt with the Xenomorph from Alien on it right oh, now. Oh, it's my my most loser shirt that I've got. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of losers, what world is it in which you're at a bar by yourself and all of a sudden Ashley Judd comes up to you and is like, hey, you want to have anonymous sex? And there's no money changing hands. Wait, you're saying Ashley Judd has to pay for sex? No, that this God. any dude is just sitting like because she's fucking a guy with a ponytail later in this movie, and that guy ain't pulling nothing. Yeah, that <laughs> dude looks like uh, Kenny G. Yeah, he's pretty. Just... It's like it's like if Kenny G bulked up a little bit and became a professional wrestler in the yes. early nineties and gave up on life. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's what this guy looks like. Yeah, well, you know. She just she doesn't care, man. She's not picky. No, sure. She's just trying to, you know, fuck the memory of her parents' murder suicide out of her head. But like every dude that like goes to like a singles bar is that's the problem. Every dude who goes to a single bar is expecting Ashley Judd to show up. She ain't showing up. Yeah. <laughs> she is not showing up. Well, this is a movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so they go back to this dude's place. He's like a, a you know, a handsome guy and they're making out and then like Speaking of alien, she gets into her hypersleep outfit, which is like this, like, <laughs> it's like boy shorts and a black tank top. She looks like she's going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. She, she kind of like, looks like Sandra Bullock floating in the little thing. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're totally it's right. That outfit, too. She looks like an astronaut in this scene. It is a cryo sleep <laughs> costume. It's a sexy astronaut. Which, where did she, does she have this in a bag or something? <laughs> because she's at this dude's apartment. Now the choking begins, which is pretty weird. I just picture Philip Kaufman like directing this scene. He's like, all right, everybody. And now uh, the choking begins. (laughs) 
No, and, get your feet feet up more, Ashley. Yeah, and it's just like some fighting sex, yeah. which is always kind of weird. It's like you're watching The Matrix. <laughs> Is there fighting sex in that trilogy? No, I don't think anyone ever gets laid. No, it's more like Haywire. Oh, Haywire. Yeah, yeah, that's more appropriate. Why wasn't there ever a Haywire 2? I would, I, would, I would have signed up for that. Because Soderbergh didn't want to do it. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're making goddamn Magic Mike XXL. And he's shooting it. Yeah, but he's not directing well, it. Well, no, he's not directing it. But Get some other him. loser to direct Haywire 2. I'm pretty sure if he, if he wanted to shoot haywire 2 he would have gotten in there that movie kicks ass it does literally and figuratively so she you know we we fade back to her going to her apartment and there's this weird thing like i guess she's got this concerned older elderly asian lady that every night she comes home and she she like kind of nods her head to say hey how's it going i got home okay and then this woman goes to sleep is that you took away from this? I yeah. thought she hated her guts. I just thought it was a been... weird thing where it was like some creepy old lady who just kept, she keeps like getting caught staring at her. I kind of wanted at the end like that lady to have a sniper rifle and affect the events. <laughs> Change the course of history, if you will. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> also, we should not forget that when she is having like the fighting sex with this dude, yeah. you see there's like a shot from outside looking into this dude's apartment. Yeah. This dude's uh, butt cheeks are hanging out all over the place. Sure. And you hear the flicking of a Zippo lighter. Oh, God. Okay, so this is how you know. I mean, when we're in Sam Jackson's office, he opens a Zippo very loudly yeah. to light that cigar. But yeah. they do throw you a little bit because she's looking at pictures of her father's Zippo. Oh, so you're. But that was what I my because for about twenty minutes of this movie, I was like, "Well, she did it," and they're just trying to cut around the fact that she did it. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, this is like from outside looking in, and you just hear this Zippo flicking, and also every time she passes out from the roofie wine, you hear the well, flicking of this Zippo lighter. Well, that's the point. I thought that it was like this is the father taking over. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah like, like oh a, man, split personality. Yeah, she's also I, her dad. I thought that's where it was going too. To be honest, I, or I didn't know it was Sam a, Jackson. A sick like possession thing where like yeah. she's held onto his lighter and it's got like his essence in it. Mm-hmm. So then like every time she uses the lighter to set something on fire, like sudden, he takes over. She gets the snake hair. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden her hair turns into a, a dude parted hair. That would be pretty cool. The Scolari brothers are in there. <laughs> Send him to the murder. Give him the chair. Be quiet. My second week in a row doing a Ghostbusters 2 impression of that character. Um, So, like, she gets, she roofies herself, wakes up, and then all of a sudden it's her first day on the job. She goes into the squad room and everyone's like, yeah, it's a lady. And they're all like doing <laughs> la, 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 la thing and like whatever else needs to happen in this movie. Yeah, you know, because they're just trying to make her like one of the guys, right? That's how that works. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're thinking. That's what that fucking pig Titus Welliver is thinking in this movie. Also, she's seeing the cop shrink played by uh, the great David Strathairn, which I for a little bit thought he did it because I'm like, why else are you in this movie? Well, that's the thing is they totally set up. There's one scene where you think it might be him because she's hilariously dropped her cell phone under the car and she goes to get it. There's a bunch of rats like hanging out. (laughs) Oh, rats. And then like a dude comes up behind her and she pulls a gun on David Strathairn and he's got like this huge hockey equipment bag (laughs) and he's like, hello. Oh, fine night we're having. I'm going to put this gigantic bag in my trunk. I uh, coach the Pee Wee team. (laughs) Uh, 
They're four and zero. It's uh, it's something. It's, it's uh, unfortunate uh, the track of David Strathair, and I think he's one of our greatest working actors. I, yeah, I mean, he's in was... that piece of shit best exotic marigold hotel too. <laughs> oh, he's be- oh wait, was he in the first one? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see it, but this is it's clearly set up to be a new character. Oh, okay. He's like an American hotel magnate that, you know what, I don't want to talk about sure, that that's, movie. that's fair. You know what? <laughs> Here's a movie. Somebody's getting an Oscar out of this one, and I'm happy about it. David Strathairn and Jeff Goldblum play brothers, and one of them's autistic. You can flip that over. Wh- wh- whoever you want to put there, and, you know, they got to do something. They got to open a restaurant. I think Jeff Goldblum's, like, closer there naturally. Sure, so, yeah, that's you know. a little I easier. I mean, they're too old for it, but that could be, like, a good Sacco and Vanzetti movie. <laughs> They're way too old for it. I just said that. <laughs> like, you would have to let Sack, like, so it would be an alternate history Sacco and Vanzetti movie where they beat the first murder, live for 30 years, open a pizza parlor, and all of a sudden Sacco and I'm Vanzetti ride it. again and get mob justice and murdered. You know what? If you found a way to make Easy Rider 2, you could do Sacco and Vanzetti. The legend continues. <laughs> It was a big conspiracy. They were actually government <laughs> yeah. agents. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, see, Steve, it writes itself. Sacco and Benzetti as the men in black. Like, oh yeah, it was a big. Th- it was a big cover up to get them to become men in black. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Agent S and V writes itself. It does. So he's doing. You know, he's got the 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 role of like you know. I know you don't want to be here. Nothing yeah. you tell me is leaving this room. I just got to make sure you're not gun crazy. Because <laughs> that dude from Seven put a knife to your throat. Well, she kicks him in the face and breaks his nose, which is a bit too much. The dude from Seven, not David Strathairn. Yeah. Well, she's breaking all kinds of things because she's got that, uh, what's it? The or- Orca? The Orica? Let's stick oh, thing? whatever that thing is. The aura oh, the, or aura? Something. It's like some Tai Chi kind of thing. Uara, I think it might be. By called. the way, the guy from Seven's name is Leland Orser. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're 30 minutes into this podcast. I think you've been searching for that fucking name His for His name is Leland Orser, and he's not the guy from, uh, from Carolina in the City. city. Did my Wi-Fi go out? What was <laughs> happening over there? I just got distracted with putting on a comedy show. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad that your focus is here and <laughs> sure. not on the internet. That's sure. great. Um, yeah, Leland Orr is a great actor. Sure, and yeah. I'm going to keep saying it. We've seen it. I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter responding nicely. If you haven't seen it yet, see the guest. Character right actor Leland Orser is in it. Pause the podcast. <laughs> Go Come back to it tomorrow morning. Tonight, mm-hmm. you watch the guest. So we get, like, the first call. Like, it's our first day. There's a body that's washed up. Next to uh, where the, where the Giants play baseball, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the coolest baseball stadium ever because they got like the kayakers out behind yeah, it and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So there's a dude who's washed up on the rocks there, and they go to check it out, and you know they're looking at this body, and they're looking at this body, and then she's like, "Wait a second, <laughs> I totally slept with this guy one time." You're using "slept" awfully loosely there. Well, she got fucked against a tree. Oh, that's th- oh, that's this guy. Yeah, you're totally right. That's a weird scene. Like she's like, no, because she's like, I think I slept with this guy. And then there's this weird scene where they're again they're having sex in the park, like it's the 1970s, and they're gay men. <laughs> you know, like I thought I was watching Stranger by the Lake for a second. Exactly. Well, it's amazing because Andy Garcia, before he was in pro- uh, promoted to inspector, he used to be like a boat cop. 
So he knows all the boat cops and whatever, and he's like, he's like, hey, uh, other boat cop, give me the keys. I'm going to take a cop boat out tomorrow. Yeah. And they're like going around the bay, and he's like, you know, we, we'll follow the tide. He had sand in his jeans, so he was dragged on a beach or whatever. Let's find the nearest beach. And they get there, and like she's looking at this tree, and he's like, wow. You know, this is a pretty open area. You you don't think people would try to get away with much around here? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the flashback of this tree sex. And he's like, well, yeah, nothing could have happened yeah. here. Let's go. And she's like, yeah, let's get at it. Case here. closed. So then we, we have to get the autopsy. And we're getting some DNA samples as well. And From this Cameron Mannheim. Good old Cameron Mannheim, who I think might be, and this character would tell you herself, sure. the greatest forensic scientist in the history of cinema. Because 90% of her dialogue is, just give it to me. I'm Lisa, and I'm the fucking best with DNA. And she's just, it's one of those, like, it's like Rodney Dangerfield on The Simpsons. He's like, hey, who am I talking to? <laughs> like, she's talking to nobody. Just like, Lisa's the best. With DNA, mm, 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 mm. looking at this blood, it looks pretty obvious. It's a match. Way to go, Lisa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Although at the end of this movie, she is a fucking cinematic dead end, man. Because oh yeah, it's it's like a what, huh? And it comes to nothing. She places a phone call, and you never know who she called, and that's the last time you see her in the movie. It's great. So, but yeah, she's just like oh, she's doing a lot of exposition and like doing. It's it's a 2004 serial killer movie. You know what she's talking about, right? <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing we were talking about in 1999's Copycat. Yeah, exactly. Like, this and that. You got to get a match. This is a partial who's a fudge. It's going to take two days. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, we're we're always taking at least a week with this. Yeah. And I'm just, I never understand that. You know, like, I, I think the only time in movies that stuff really ever gets rushed is when Morgan Freeman's like, Take that to the lab. And you're like, holy fuck, Morgan Freeman needs this done yesterday. But everybody else is always like, ah, oh, man, 48 hours a week? That's ridiculous. But also, like, that kind of, I question that all the time. Like, why don't we have more people working on that? If it's taking a whole week for us to. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, police departments are backlogged with a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's shocking. Don't do. No, right? No. So it's Andy Garcia's like, so you slept with this person. That doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah. that's kind of a, you know, just a coincidence. Thank you for telling me. He tells, and the funny thing is, immediately, she go, he goes to the captain. He's like, hey, you know, she's got something to say. She knew the victim. She slept with him. And instead of immediately taking her off the case, which you would immediately. Yeah. Like, you, you would have to. Like, not, not, she wouldn't be a suspect. She would, it would just be like, they definitely ask her some questions. Yeah. Right. Some well, that's complimentary questions the yeah. way they get around this and arrange for ashley judd's character to character to remain the main character of this film yeah is sam jackson steps in and he's like he says to the, like the the you know the chief of this department or whatever he's like you know you can't take her off this case it's her first homicide as an inspector this will kill her career you know what's killing her career? You by butting in and just always being like, you know, I kind of raised. She's kind of my daughter. Highlighting like, the fact that she's a brown noser. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, at the same time, you know, in hindsight, he's the serial killer. Yeah. So he's just saying this to do his to, own to bidding. keep, you know, whatever. But he thinks he's doing her. It's it's stupid. He thinks he's doing her a favor at some point. Yeah, which it doesn't make any sense. No. That's for sure. The motivation in this movie makes no sense. So we have another 
She goes home. She has like a sip of Merlot, just falls flat Fuck on it. the floor. You get yourself a 22, a yep. sub, of course, Corona Extra. 40 ounces to freedom, okay? <laughs> so then she's totally passed out. And then, like, apparently Andy Garcia's been calling her all day because she finally picks up this awesome 2004 cell phone. And he's like, oh, it- where you been all day? I've been trying to get a hold of you. And she wakes up and it's nighttime. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, that was a bad one. And there's there's been another murder. And then the whole thing is she realizes this dude, too. Now, who is this? Fe- this was no, the no, no. The from- one at night is the first one. That's the first one? Because remember, it's a night game at the Giants Stadium. Uh, and they find her, him on the peat. Remember? Like, she... Yes, but then isn't isn't the fighting, next one isn't fighting sex guy isn't uh, I don't at think night? that's at night. No matter what, it's it, there's another murder. Yeah, and it's the fight semantics. sex guy. Yeah, it's the fight sex guy, and there's another calling card. And not only does she know all these people, and it's kind of amazing because every time she's like, "All right, brand new murder. Let me just put my, put my detective hat in." Oh, I slept with that guy. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. This, she's always disappointed. Like gonna be interesting maybe it was his landlord no i slept with that guy. oh and you're you're totally right chris because now i remember this guy's like floating by some docks or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that because this is this is where you get the amazing fuck you demarco which yeah. is great but also she's like she gets to the scene of the crime with andy garcia and this is one of the scuzziest things he says to her in this movie she's like oh man i totally had too much to drink last night and i passed out and andy garcia just goes I, yeah. oh too bad I wasn't there. <laughs> what are, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird relationship from the get go. Like, oh, he yeah. wants to look. It's not like they're partners, and then there's like an attraction there. He has an attraction, and he wants to be her partner. Yeah, it's been forty eight hours. You've known this lady. Yeah, it, dude. Like, come on, really? Like, uh, just. A sliver of professionalism, DeMarco. <laughs> Look, you have to make up for Titus Welliver doing all of that. Yeah, so totally. why don't you just be a little cool about this? Yeah, exactly. And if something happens maybe three to four years from now, good for you. <laughs> but mean, let's, get, let's build up a professional rapport first. Look at who she's sleeping with. They're all scumbags. You don't <laughs> think that you can maybe get an in in a couple of months? Well, I mean, if there's anything this character has to know about himself is that he is indeed also a scumbag. Bag. Well, he lives on the docks, Andrew. He lives in a beat-up shanty on the docks. <laughs> Where, Everyone's telling him, fuck you, DeMarco, wherever he goes. And his neighbors, as he says, are the sea lions. <laughs> oh, man. There are no less than 13 cast sea lions in this movie. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Was there a sea lion wrangler going on? Oh, there to would be, have yeah, to be. Yeah. Because yeah. there's just too many. I've never... Um, been to san francisco but the way they portray sea lions in this movie is how like we have a problem with rats in new york oh no yes. they're just hanging you can go to some docks they're just yeah. hanging out everywhere oh yeah oh yeah they're just yeah, hanging that's out the thing. that's awesome oh yeah and that's the thing actually it's way better than subway rats <laughs> the one thing i will give this movie is that philip kaufman clearly knew how to portray san francisco the the city in this movie is the best part of the yeah, movie yeah. like they're, they're hitting a lot of the nice landmarks and everything and i only know their landmarks because i saw them all on an Anthony Bourdain no reservation. <laughs> yeah, the Red Java House. Yeah, 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 I was like, oh, that, yeah, that was on the that was on the Food Network once or whatever that program was on. But also, there's a lot of like really obvious symbolism. Like, oh my god, it's foggy everywhere. Uh, like, you can't remember anything. Like, you were visually roofied. Yeah, it's like, like the, the whole fuck? movie's fucking hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I think is what you're supposed to take from this. So she's like, yep, 
number two. And he's like, really? And he's just like, yeah. Well, this is, it's awesome because she doesn't say anything to him about this one first and kind of lets it go. And like, she tells David Strathairn and he's like, well, you definitely have to tell your partner. This is unacceptable police behavior. You should probably just, you know, quit that force you're on because (laughs) this is fucking weird. But, uh, and so like, they're trying to explain like what they have in the case so far. This is, is this where she kicks Titus Welliver in the back? Yeah. Oh, it's cool because (laughs) she, she does go up to her, to her superior. Like, Hey, guess what? I caught us up with this guy. They all go out to lunch with Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, she's going to stay on the case. Like whatever movie. And then, like, you know, it's the case part where we all have, like, we're putting pictures on clipboards. And we got the red yarn. We're making all the connections. And, you know, he's like, oh, what, is she going to sleep with everybody? He makes some crack. And she fucking kiaws him in the back. <laughs> Dude, there is nothing funnier than someone getting kicked in the back. Because there's just, like, the way your body bends yeah. from the middle out. Oh, my God. And he goes down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> and it's they, fucking great. And five people have to get on Titus Willowbrook to hold him back. It's so awesome because he's like, okay, you kick me in the back. I'm going to punch a woman in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she storms out. And Andy Garcia is like, what's that all about? And she's like, I fucked that dead guy, too. <laughs> and then he has. There's two great things about this reaction. It's. Andy Garcia, the character, is, like, running after her, screaming in the stairwell. But then there's Andy Garcia, the actor, who's desperately trying not to fall down these stairs. <laughs> and, he, like, Ashley Judd's just, like, walking ahead of him pretty briskly down these stairs. And it's like a, it's like a slippery old police station yeah. marble staircase. And you can see him be like, oh, fuck, 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 <laughs> While he's also trying to yell in character amazing part of and this I mean, movie. And he gets to flip it back around because everybody's been saying, fuck you, DeMarco, fuck you, DeMarco, fuck you, DeMarco. And he says, fuck you, Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my whole career, people have been saying, fuck you, DeMarco, to me. Well, you know what? Fuck you, Shepard. That's not a sea lion said, fuck you, DeMarco, to me. <laughs> and the whole thing, too, is this is this is some, some serious, uh, some pot calling the kettle black nonsense here because he's like, you know, we're partners. We have to be professional. You have to tell me everything. And don't bring up the fact that I've tried to sleep with you at least two <laughs> times since we've met. And I totally made a weird rape joke to you in the car earlier. Which he refers to as our thing. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You. You know what? We, we have that thing that we have, right? Where you're just an innocent woman and I just make pretend rape no. jokes at you. Make some female friends, you know? Just... <laughs> Maybe ask them how they feel. It's like, ask you know for an what, opinion. You know what, DeMarco? Do you ever wonder why people keep saying fuck you, DeMarco, <laughs> all the time? Just record yourself for a day and play it back. And I, we, give it, I, I get it. Pellegrino is a shit. But, like, there are nice people calling, <laughs> saying fuck you as well. Do you want to talk about my favorite scene? Sure. Which you could put anywhere in this first act. I don't know where it goes. Uh-huh. It's like... They're talking about the case. They go to a nice Mexican restaurant for no reason, and they're just having drinks at well, the this bar. Well, this is step one of the DeMarco seduction plan. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, take a drink. They're, they're drinking, and he's looking at her. And then all of a sudden, Mark Pellegrino is at the entrance, <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck, Mark Pellegrino. He's like, what? Oh, you want me to kick his ass? And she's like, no, not really. <laughs> and he, by the way, my Andy Garcia is Beetlejuice, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so... I don't think that he ever calls her babe in this movie. (laughs) 
and he looks. There's this three minute interaction without dialogue of Andy Garcia giving nasty looks to Mark Pellegrino <laughs> and Mark Pellegrino doing the same back to him. It's fantastic. <laughs> They're just like staring at each other, and Ashley Judd doesn't have anything to do. She's just kind of like, whatever. She's like, don't go up to him or something like that. Yeah. And I think the character, like DeMarco's just like, all right. You didn't say anything about staring at him ruthlessly. <laughs> and like Mark Culligan is kind of looking for an in to join this party. And yeah. it's, like it's it's half dirty look, half that. And then she goes home and Mark Pellegrino's there. It's one of like four times he goes to her apartment unannounced. Yeah, I think he still has keys, which you know what, Shepard? Ask for that back. No, he does not. Oh, no, wait, you're totally right. <laughs> Chris can. Cabin, explain why I was wrong. He, cutely, he reveals this. She's like, how did you get in here? And he's like, like a cute face, like, I picked the lock. <laughs> yeah, t- he says something. About, it's like something, something good detective. Yeah. And then he holds up the two little things you use to pick a lock. And he's like, I did it. And I don't understand what those tools are. Just like whenever they show them on like movies or TV, I'm like, is that a broken pair of tweezers? What is happening? <laughs> but yeah, he's got one of those and he's like, old habits die hard or something. Let's have sex. You smell wonderful. <laughs> and she's just like, please leave. <laughs> And this is one of the only time he does please leave, right? Yeah, he. It takes yes. a while. Yeah, but yeah, he but does it's, do it. It gets much worse. It's so uncomfortable. Like he's just begging her for sex in her home, <laughs> which he inserted himself into. And she's like, "Please get out of here." And here's why I think your theory about that old lady neighbor is completely off base. Okay, because. Three times in this movie, he breaks into this house. Yeah. And each time, it escalates. Sure. And none of those times does that lady break out her sniper, sniper rifle and put him down. <laughs> That's fair. Or call the police. Well, that too, you know. On the police. So she she just likes watching. <laughs> this watching, lady yeah. does. She's just like, oh, why is she still drinking that red wine? It's clearly Rufy. <laughs> That would be great if she comes home and like looks out her kitchen window and the lady's looking back at her and instead of turning off the light, she's like, don't drink it. <laughs> Doing the old like hand across the throat. No. She somehow makes up a hand signal for roofies. It's like, <laughs> I guess it looks like throwing out trash kind of. She bumps into her in the grocery store. She's like, so is, is Samuel Jackson your roommate? <laughs> He's in there all the time. Yeah, when you're not home. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> Is he your royal drink taster? <laughs> Are Checking you that queen? shit for poison? Uh, speaking of Sam Jackson, we're treated to brunch at his house <laughs> in one scene. And this is a weird where he's like, because he raised her. Sure. Uh, so he's like a little bit fatherly and whatnot, but he tries to like be cool about it. Yeah. But he's clearly this old fashioned prude kind of a guy, yeah. which makes sense, you know, in the whole serial killers sure. scheme of yeah. things, you know, because he's just like, yeah, so you had sex with two of the victims. I don't know what you're doing sleeping around that much or something like that. And you're just like, back off and eat your grapefruit and whatever else <laughs> is happening on this patio. Well, the weird thing is like. For, for the first, like, 40 minutes of this movie, there's just this idea that she's sleeping with so many men that clearly it the sample size of the people killed isn't exactly reflective. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know, you sleep with that many men, enough of them are going to wind up dead, you know? It's like, <laughs> well, not really. The next one is the, the piece of shit uh, defense attorney. 
Oh yeah. That, oh my god. That dude plays a scumbag in a lot of things. Yeah. Only plays scumbags, I yeah. think. <laughs> well, because he's defending uh our friend uh from Seven. Yes. And, and you know, He's kind of got a case because she put her handcuffs on him and then kicked him in the face and broke his nose. Yeah, like this is how those dudes get off all the time. You know, like Fred Krueger got off on a technicality. You know what I mean? And he's and this also played into my whole like, oh, man, maybe she did it. Well, Mm -hmm. he's like, she lured me there. She asked me to come out there and do that stuff to her. Right. Uh, And this guy is defending her. And in the middle of defending him, they're both at the jail cell talking to the guy. He turns to her. He's like. No, uh, got a new hot tub. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you come by? Even though I'm suing your ass, like, it's such it's, horseshit. Because like he comes into the jail and he's pissed off that she's there talking to him without the attorney present. Yeah. So he's he's yelling at her about that. And he's like, "Can I talk to you in private, please?" And you think it's gonna be <laughs> like, a, "You stay away from my client." This, that, and the other thing. And she's like, "Okay." And they go like off in the corner, and he's like, "So." <laughs> Everybody talking about hot. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? What is happening? And then it's, yeah, the, she also dated this gentleman for a fashion. Yeah. And so he's like, why don't you come back over and we'll spark that up again? Remember, you smell awfully sweet. Everybody's saying it. Well, he blackmails her into coming over his house for breakfast. That's what happens. He's like, I got some good shit on you, on, on you, Shepard. You better come to my house tomorrow morning <laughs> for breakfast or it's going to be on. So she's like, all right, whatever. And Let's she, go. She goes home, blacks out like you do, because you do, you do need to relax with a glass of roofied wine. I mean, how many nights in a row must you do this before you're like, I need to, I'm going to get a bottle of vodka. Maybe you want to try a new brand of wine. Like, you're a professional, fully functioning alcoholic, okay? Yeah. You know what does it for you. You know what doesn't. You also know how long it takes. Yep. Figure it out. I'm saying it again. No one's doing booze math in this movie. (laughs) And so she goes over and she's like, he's in the hot tub. And she's like, nice try. And of course, he's beaten to death. He's beaten to death the same way all these other dudes have been, like, slashed in the face. It's awesome, too, because, like... She's looking around the house. He's not there. She goes out into the backyard, and he, you see him from behind. He's got his arms up on the tub, and she's like, oh, defense attorney, and she gets closer, and she sees his shirt on the ground, and she's like, oh, he's naked in there, and she picks it up, and it's just covered in blood, and she starts freaking out. So then, yeah, it's just a big old bloody hot tub, which, you know, you don't want a bloody hot tub. She kind of realizes, okay, it could be me. I could be blacking out. You know what I mean? Well, I'm definitely blacking out. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm spending my nights. She kind of asks a couple people some leading questions. And she goes to Cameron Mannheim because Cameron Mannheim finds a drop of blood on one of the bodies. And she's like, oh, if I only had another drop of blood from the serial killer, I'd be able to put it together. So she takes her own blood, which she cuts with a fucking finger razor. Oh, man, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> a finger razor? Not a fi- she cuts her finger with, oh, a, yeah. with a lady shaver on like oh. on the tip of her finger, and there's just blood everywhere. It's a, like, you know what? That, I thought the same thing. You know what, uh, Shepard? There's better ways to do that. <laughs> there if, is. Like, that's a cut that's sticking with you with like for like two weeks. Yeah. You just do a little prick. You get a needle to prick yourself somewhere. Then you get you, a little bit of blood, you're done. Yep. That's like a stitch. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, that's a bad wound. And also I find this problematic. So if you're like quietly concerned that you're a serial killer sure. who's blacking out and Mr. Hiding all over San Francisco, right? And you're trying to secretly ask this medical examiner, you know, if you could if she could test this for you and whatnot. 
don't push the evidence across the table with your clearly new band-aid on your on your finger. Yeah. Like yeah. don't don't lead with the bloody finger. A Flintstones band-aid just yeah. covering it all up. And she's like, I think I have blood from that killer. Why don't you test it and let me know if it matches the blood you have? I think it might be the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> exactly. And this is I think it's my favorite line. It's my favorite non hey fuck you demarco line in this movie where like she's like could you please just test it like you know i i need to know if this is the blood of the killer i'm looking for and she's like okay it's gonna take some time and she's like no you don't understand like i really need this cleared up and what cameron manheim her character as i'm told the best medical examiner in the united states sure right she goes okay well i guess it could go faster Maybe if I skipped a couple steps. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm sorry. You're trying to nab a serial killer. Yeah. And you're saying if I skipped a couple steps? Don't need to blood type this one. Yeah. Fuck it. And so she gives it to, like, some lab assistant. You know, she's like, go do this and that and the other thing. And this is the last we see of Cameron Manheim in this movie because she picks up the phone and she's like, hi. Yeah, it's Lisa down at the medical examiner's office nothing but it's it's very leading like she's got she she does the look around the suspicious and she's like puts on the serious tone because she's all like bouncy and fun right she's like we've got a problem or something like that she says like we've got a problem yeah and And it's nothing and like that means it was probably samuel l jackson almost certainly samuel l jackson so that means Cameron Manheim is in on these murders right is that what's going on like sam jackson's like listen lisa i know you're the best (laughs) At what you do. I'm going to cut you in on something. Is he, like, paying her? I don't know what's happening. I think he. it's just to follow her. Like, he probably sells it as, like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to keep tabs, my protege and or such. Or maybe he's doing it back to the future, too. Someday! Dude! <laughs> dude! The joke I was just about to make! Oh, yeah! Someday, as a judge may or may not give you a, sl- a swab of blood, when that happens, you call me first things first. And say we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, that's weird, police commissioner, but you're the boss. <laughs> and, like, when the third act happens, I keep expecting Cameron Manheim to show up, either dead or in on it. One or the other. Now, here's another thing. So after this happens, she's trying to clear her head. You know, it's yeah. it's been a rough couple of days oh, for yeah. Ashley sure. Judd. Sure, she's movie. been roofied literally every night this week. I know, right? So, you know, she's noticing a pattern. Like, I keep passing out. I don't know what's going on. Not going to cut out the... She's, like, looking at all of her schedule. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe if I... You know what? I'm going to skip the soda after lunch. Yeah. yeah that's my, that might be it. Uh, you know what? Getting up at 6 a.m. for that run. Gonna <laughs> yeah. get up at 6 a.m. for that run, not 7 a.m. Fuck it. So it's like, you know the best way to uh, deal with you just keep randomly passing out? Some nice old-fashioned drinking in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on. And there she is just chugging away, and she's getting a little woozy, and you're like, oh, great. And she's just gonna drown in the tub now. I, this is uh, Yeah, I thought she was gonna Courtney love herself. <laughs> Instead... There's a there's a knock at the door, or she hears a noise or something, and yeah. she thinks like someone's in the apartment. And is this? It's another Pellegrino break in. This is the second time, which is the better one. <laughs> yeah, where he like literally tries to rape her, and she knocks she knocks him off, beats him up, and g- gets him away. And he's so pissed off and so frustrated that he slams her CD tower on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, if there's any way you want to drive a point home to someone, knock over their stack of CDs. Oh, yeah, it's, an, it's 2004. Also, though, it's important to point out, because this is a really bad continuity error in this movie, when she she doesn't just, like, push him away. Like, she knocks him down, and she has, like, that self-defense stick, yeah. and she beats him in the nose with it. She bashes yeah. him in the face with this thing and breaks his nose. And what's amazing is... He has the audacity to try to turn it on her. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Do you broke my nose? I'm like, dude, you're trying to rape this woman. Well, your CDs are broken now, too. My nose is broken now. Your CDs are broken. <laughs> Try listening to that first arcade fire record now. <laughs> oh, what, what's this Mariah Carey's music box? Broken. <laughs> That's more like it. Yeah. It's a, it's Mariah Carey's music box, uh, Janet Jackson's velvet rope. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although I thought we had ourselves a little bit of a homeland situation here because the beginning of this movie is like ah San Francisco, <laughs> and there's like a lone trumpet being played. Oh yeah. Here's the thing, shitty serial killer movie. A lone jazz trumpet does not class up. Your shitty serial killer nope. movie. Don't try to pull the wool over my eyes with that shit. I'm trying to think of how we get to the third time Mark Pellegrino comes into I mean, this house. Just, I mean, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. because more all the, Are more bodies piling up or do we... Is the lawyer the last? The lawyer's the next... Yeah, the next to last. Uh, then Pellegrino... And, and, like, she gets really questioned this time, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. look, we, Dude, we have to bring you in. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the captain is like, really, Sam Jackson? You still want her on this case? Well, he doesn't want her career ruined. <laughs> he keeps saying it. And, you know, at, at another point, Mark Pellegrino comes back in, and this is where th things get really crazy. Oh, wait, no, no, no. There, there's one in between here. Uh, at one point, Andy Garcia comes a-knocking. <sighs> oh, no, she goes to his house. Well, yes. Where's the part where they're romantically just eating a slab that's, of fish? That's the... <laughs> When she goes to his house, that's when right. they're eating the salmon. Which I was kind of chuckling because I was like, did you pick that up in your backyard, Andy <laughs> Garcia? Backyard being the bay you live on? Well, he pulled it out of his neighbor's mouth. His neighbor, <laughs> the sea lion. Well, that's the thing. Look, man, I like R. Kelly as much as the next person. Uh, but in the case of you trying to seduce a person whose last three lovers are found dead, sure. there is a problem with a little bump and grind. <laughs> so just stop it. Don't try to seduce her. She's clearly well, not she, a good... Ah! She, well, I think she comes over his house to, like, they had a fight at work at one point. And, like, you know, I think it's after the stairway scene. Oh, it might be, yeah. And she goes to his house, and she's like, how dare you talk to me? He's like... You're right. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking about. Hey, come on in, babe. He goes, hey, you want to do uh, want to do a little bit of work? Which I, I imagine we're going to like sit over, get a couple of beers or some glasses of wine. Yep. Pour over some files, a little seven style. Let's figure out what the motive is. Because you want to make sure John Doe doesn't have the upper hand now. But he's just, then he goes over to make this romantic dinner. And okay, 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 <laughs> okay. So you're so obviously, like, trying to do this, right? I mean, there's obvious, yeah. and then there's DeMarco obvious. <laughs> because we got, we got a jazz CD on. He is, like, thinly slicing off some fish, right? Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? Is he going to, like, put that in a, a pan? Like, what's happening? No, 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 no. He, like, crinkles it into a ball and puts it in her mouth. And oh. she's just like, well, I'm new to this promotion. I guess this what... 
I guess this is what police work is now. <laughs> getting fish shoved in my fucking face. And then he shoves his old fish face in hers, <laughs> and they make out for a while, and it's gross. And she's just like, listen, you taste like smoked salmon. This isn't right. You know, and you smell like a barge, DeMarco. <laughs> You smell like seagulls were landing on your back. No, he must smell like pure shit in this movie. And it's one of those things, too, where this house looks like absolute garbage. It looks like two trailers stapled together. But then you get inside and it's gorgeous. It's like a gorgeous soundstage set that they made (laughs) inside DeMarco's fucking Hooverville that he's got. I mean, and then, like, later in the movie, he goes to Ashley Judd's apartment, and, like, sh- I think she's already had the wine at this point. This is the tub part. I just remembered it. Yeah. This is the uh, tub part, because he's knocking on the door. She pulls a gun on him yes. when, when when she opens yeah. the door, and he's like, oh, I thought I'd come over because I had a feeling, and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know how you keep saying that you feel like people are watching you? Well, uh, yeah, I feel like people are watching me, too. <laughs> obvious to marco and like she, he tries to make out with her again and she's like no and but she's already been roofied and there's some weird smelling stuff going on with this too because yeah. he's like oh shepherd your neck oh, <sighs> head and shoulder <laughs> oh you uh. have bad dandruff but you're taking care of it <laughs> and she like falls over on her couch in her robe and her legs are open Yep. and oh. there's a fucking DeMarco craned neck. It's a <laughs> real get-a-good-look Costanza as he lights this cigarette, and as we know, the calling card for the serial killer is burning the yeah, cigarette yeah. onto the top of the hand. But you know what also this scene accomplishes? Because then she wakes up the next morning, and she sees like 12 cigarettes in this ashtray. Because this guy was there for a while. Just watching and waiting. Taking a few pictures. Uh, yeah, making, a, yeah, making a few memories. For a couple himself. of DeMarco Polaroids, you think? Yeah, there's some Andy Garcia hairs in your underwear drawer, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also some pairs of something missing oh, from oh, your oh, underwear oh, drawer, Oh, ma'am. yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a classic <laughs> DeMarco panty raid. <laughs> then, she calls up, then she calls up Morgan Freeman, and she's like, I had Andy Garcia in my house, and he was, you know, he's hanging out, and I passed out. He's like, oh, no, you better check your underwear drawer. He's a collector. Took five of mine. <laughs> oh no, DeMarco has the upper hand now. <laughs> Lost all my hot boxes to him. <laughs> so then the thing that really gets her in some hot soup is Mark Pellegrino comes over again. A third time a knock it. And this time, like she's she's already taken the roofy culotta for the evening. Yep. And she's starting to feel a little woozy and she's freaking out. And she locks herself in her bedroom. But whoops, the bedroom's got like, you know, some nice glass doors. You know what? If I am in this situation and either fucking Mark Pellegrino or Andy Garcia are coming unannounced to my house at all hours, you know what I'm drinking when I get home? Black coffee. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like fucking Freddy Krueger. Don't go to sleep. (laughs) Exactly. You never know when DeMarco is going to (laughs) come slinking through the door. Or, or licking you through the phone. Or Pellegrino. Ugh. With his little needle pickpocket set that he's got. <laughs> and so he's like punching through yep. the glass. Because he's not even pretending that I'm, I'm trying to rekindle this relationship. No, this if is I need like, to get a good rape in. Yeah, like this is, we're, we're going to go to hell tonight. Like this is what's happening. So he is like, 
Jason Voorhees through this door, like just punching through glass like it's not hurting him. He breaks in, and then when he gets into the room, she passes out. Yep. Wakes up the next morning. She's got the she's got the bad hangover again, and Pellegrino's just you know doing a little bit of the old uh, spooning while holding the the little self defense stick. And she's like, "Oh no, oh, it happened with Mark Pellegrino." Turns over, whoops, he's beaten to death. So it's like, okay, you know what, Sam Jackson, you you can't. You don't have a leg to stand on at this point. There's a corpse in her bed. She's covered in blood like the fucking Godfather. You know, she's getting like the arrested. Godfather three. <laughs> she's getting arrested. And so she's in jail. David Strathairn's pathetically trying to counsel her because he's barely a character in this movie. How does he not wind up like in on it or dead? Like he has to. That's that's what this movie's missing. You could have taken another five minutes. This movie would have cracked a hundred minutes. There's a scene where David straight there and finds out that it's Samuel L. Jackson, you know, and it's one of those things where as the audience, we don't know, but you know, he's like, I know what's going on. He confronts whoever. You don't see who it is. And this person, like, shoots him in the head or something. Yeah, or, like, you know, maybe Sam Jackson goes over his house and he gets L.A. confidentialed by him. You know, like, <laughs> he's trying to make a, make a lunch. And then, like, oops, I get shot in the head in my own house. Fuck. Totally. Very. Hush, hush. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam Jackson, like, bails her out. And he's like, okay, Shepard. Now's your chance to solve this case. You know it's not you. Let's do this. Let's do some good old-fashioned inspector work together. And it's just a lot of him, like, driving around asking questions. It's more of this test bullshit. Can we take a little interlude to think about uh, Danny DeVito getting beaten the shit out of by Russell Crowe in that chair? Oh, oh man. man. L.A. Confidential. That's just like a little, a little We Hate Movies interlude. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, that's... <sighs> it's just so nice. Uh. It's sad at the same time. It's just the meanest thing ever on cinema. Because he is just a hulking Aussie, and he's beating the shit out of this little Brooklyn man. There's just nothing he can do about it. There is. Like, if Russell Crowe came for one of us, I feel it would be the same thing. Oh, it would be worse. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it's so much that you can't overpower James I've been around since time Cromwell. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's the one who finishes off. Crow doesn't even have anything to do with that. You know what I thought about the other day? How uh, stupid it is that uh, he's in the Oliver Stone W movie mm-hmm. playing That's... Herbert Walker. Yep. And he's just doing James Cromwell. Yeah. You couldn't figure anything else out. <laughs> like, everybody else is playing a cartoon character in that movie. Yeah, it's a Saturday Night Live sketch. So yeah, let's just like, do it. Just if, come if on. Do it. I mean, I know you're a dignified actor, James Cromwell. Yeah. But... Yep. Hire Danny DeVito. <laughs> and Danny DeVito <laughs> as George Herbert Walker Bush. <laughs> hey, my son's a real egghead. <laughs> Uh-oh, I bombed Kuwait. <laughs> Sure, I, I'd I, I'm it. into it. If, yeah. if we're gonna do it, do it. It would make that movie better. Oh my god! He goes, <laughs> read my lips, and then the black uh, penguin juice starts coming out of it. <laughs> no, he vomits that stuff yeah. on the guy's lap. Oh, on, uh, yeah, him. <laughs> Whatever that uh, dignitary was, I forget. So you know, this is this is like the last part of our movie here. We're driving around trying to solve the case and what happens is the movie is sam jackson's you know he's he's the invisible hand here yeah. he's guiding everything we start to put together before we get our, our twist that it's him um our twist ed right 
before the movie gets twisted, before it's before it's twisted, our answer seems to be that it is in fact DeMarco himself is, yep. is the murderer. So we're back to DeMarco's Hooverville for one final showdown here. And you know, it's like there's like a three a three way roofing scene here that well, sort of happens. Well, because we go to Demarco's swamp shack and they're like, "Hey, wake up, Demarco!" Is like, what? Quit wrestling that sea lion. Get over here. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you didn't visit me in jail." What are you talking about? I visited like nine times. He does. He does the old "You didn't get my phone call" <laughs> or like "You didn't get my message" yeah. or whatever. And Sam Jackson is like orchestrating this parlor. You scene. realize very quickly that he's wearing gloves the whole time. You're like. Oh, interesting. Right. And so it's like, oh, how about we have some wine, DeMarco? And you're like, okay. And hey, hey, DeMarco, what are, what are your famous fish salads? <laughs> what do you feed me fish, DeMarco, you piece of shit? Oh, what do we have here, DeMarco? Some roofies, huh? And then he somehow knows that DeMarco's wife, like, died of a roofie overdose or something Wait, like that. what? Yeah, that's something that is... There's some weird thing. It's thrown off... Like, just nothing. He's like, oh, look, is this your stash? Is this part of the same stash that killed your wife? And then Andy Garcia's like, hey, fuck you, DeMarco. Oh, no, wait, that's for me. No, fuck you, Samuel L. Jackson. Hey, fuck you, DeMarco. Shut up out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, DeMarco. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> Fucking neighbor's always telling me, fuck you, DeMarco. Yeah, I, I missed that his wife died of a roofie. I don't know if it's maybe a wife or a yeah, girlfriend, but yeah, there's yeah. it's when somebody he, he pulls the the packet of rohypnol like yeah. out of a drawer, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, you stashed Marco? Is this what killed your old lady?" <laughs> and he gets upset about it for like two. It's like he's almost like, "Hey, oh, no, yeah, no, never mind. You're right." Well, the best part is like, all right, let's. To-. They, they, he pours three glasses of wine. Is like, let's toast. Let's. Is her name Julie in this movie? I want to think. It's- Something sh- we're gonna toast to Shepherd. Shepherd. Yeah, like, I don't want to. It's like why not? It's like this great scene about like oh, why won't you toast her? She's your partner. <laughs> and Ashley Judd figures it out, and you know there's a big scuffle. Demarco does get roofied at this point. Oh, he does. Yeah. Andy Garcia totally passes out from the roofies like in a chair, and then Sam Jackson starts like setting a crime scene, and that's when Ashley Judd puts it together. Yeah. Because he very foolishly is staging the crime scene the exact same way it turns out he staged the supposed murder suicide of her father and, and mother, putting like a ashtray in a certain place on the table, the gun and the badge on the table, whatever. Washing the glasses a very specific way. Yeah, so like she figures it out and everything. Now we have our parlor scene where he's talking to her about like he says that her, you know, he's like, oh, I loved your mother and blah blah blah, and she was. Sleep with all this hippie scum. Hippie oh scum. yeah, oh yeah. It's like the second time in this movie you get the feeling or you get information that he's this total prude person. He's like, she was just sleeping around with all that hippie scum, and it's something about like, I think the motivation was somewhere in there. Like he also loved her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. was a thing, right? Yeah, he so yeah, that's with her, and like, but he also like really respected his partner. And he's like, and I had to tell my partner because he needed to know about it. And then I just I, I had to put him out of his misery too. And it's like, you're making an awful lot of assumptions about somebody else's relationship. Exactly, and and so it's it's going on and on and on. And I realized something. This is the only time I feel in the history of cinema where someone is is conducting a parlor scene and just gently, quietly, like a soft summer breeze through your window, you just get. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> 
because these little sea lions are just out there barking while he's like fucking hippie scum and yeah i killed your father it's art 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 i mean that's the marco security system (laughs) (laughs) at some point by the way andy garcia like wakes up and hops off this chair and jumps down. Because he's got a great tolerance to roofies for some reason. Well, he's lived is, through it, I guess. This Bro. is like the Nick Nolte thing of, like, Nick Nolte, did you know that you were arrested being high on GHB? <laughs> well, what's that? It's known as the, 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 the date rape drug. Oh, I think that's kind of a little bit of a misnomer. <laughs> I've I've used it for years, and while well, nobody's ever tried to rape me, <laughs> 1992's sexiest man of the year, Nick fucking Nolte. That was the thing that he actually said. How was, the fuck else are you going to fall asleep after filming The Prince of Tide? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing he actually said, yeah, oh, though, yeah. when asked about that. Yeah. Was, I've taken it several times, and no one's ever tried to rape me. <laughs> that fucking you Nick know Nolte. of, by the way, Nick Nolte. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Were you hanging out with DeMarco at all? <laughs> And the best thing, the funniest thing is as they're introducing roofies in the third act, he's like, oh, it's Rehypnol. Roofies? The date rape drug. And then somebody else goes, Rehypnol. And somebody else goes, Roofies? The date rape drug. Like three times. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks, Jerry. Like they have to keep saying it in in that order. Like, oh, 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 maybe they switch. Roofies. Oh, you mean Rehypnol? Yes, the date rape drug. (laughs) The date rape drug. Oh, you mean uh, Rehypnol? Yes, Roofies. It's just like. I get it. Yeah. No, I think if you're doing like a word count, it's like DeMarco and then Rufy's right under it as far as like words used the most times in this screenplay. What I also wanted to have happen, and it totally doesn't, is so Andy Garcia jumps out of his shanty shack or whatever and falls into the water around all these sea lions. Yeah. And I was like, this is kind of like the penguin. <laughs> yeah. Like he's 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 injured. He falls into the yeah. water. You know, a like cool drink. Yeah, I'm getting saved by all these sea lions. <laughs> I'm gonna become the sea lion man. And then it's like a completely different movie. Oh man, that's a great idea, right? Where he it's like he once was a cop, but then a certain cocktail forced him to become. The sea lion. And he's, like, taking San Francisco's crime scene by storm. And the sea lions are pushing him to shore. Yeah. yeah. Like they're they're all pallbearers for him. Dude, that fucking penguin funeral in Batman <laughs> Returns is one of the saddest things you'll ever see. <laughs> it is. They're just sadly dragging him into the water. Their father <laughs> or something. All those little poor animatronic penguins. <laughs> and their weird uncle just died. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know Tim Burton's got an animatronic penguin in his house, right? Oh, I keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got to be the one with the rocket launcher, right? <laughs> so. That's the one you keep. You don't want one of the regular old funeral penguins. Well, does he have the duckmobile? That's the one I would have kept. <laughs> oh, I'm keeping it. I'm putting that shit in my pool. Yeah. That's staying in my pool. I'm going to ride it at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. Well, Since the, 1992. Well, that's the thing is the only place where you could actually ride it down the street is Miami. <laughs> I wasn't invited, so I crashed. <laughs> Tim Burton going to Helena Bottom Carter's party <laughs> in the Duckmobile. Oh, man. So then at some point, like, we're Ashley the, Judd makes her way down to the dock. We're on the dock, and this we're just going to rip off the end of The Negotiator, beat for beat, which stars Samuel L. fucking Jackson. Oh, wow. I didn't think of this. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in ages, but you're totally right. Because she, like, she disappears for a while. She comes back. She's got her gun. 
And clearly, in her, she's, she's got like she's doing like the cop thing where you cross your hands. Yeah. In one hand, she's got the gun, and in the other, she has this enormous 2004 cell phone. I mean, yes. this thing is gigantic. And oh, you cannot miss it. It puts Zach Morris to shame. And she's just like, "Why'd you do it, Sam Jackson?" He's like, "Well," and he goes through the whole thing. It's it's another parlor scene. It's a parlor scene. It's parlor scene two on the docks. <laughs> You know, and again, it's like, I did it because hippies come in, ar, 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 you know, and it's the same scene, except this time she's placed a little phone call because he's like, but you'll never pin it on me because I'm the commissioner. And then like somebody comes in on his on his radio is like, we heard you, Kamish, and it's you and we're coming to get you. It's her old like, patrol partner, the one nice guy, the one, the one nice guy in San Francisco, the yeah, only- in the whole city. <laughs> In this movie, the one nice guy. The only guy who doesn't sexually harass everybody. And I think it's not a thing where it's a radio. That's supposed to be him talking on the cell phone. Yeah, 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 you're right. And it's just like, yeah, we were here the whole time. Listen. And then you're like, what? Cut to this cop in a bar with the rest of the police department around him, like running out the door, like, let's go get the commissioner. He's the bad guy. And I was like. (laughs) What was everybody off duty when this got set up? All right. And at what point did she set this up? All right, everybody, finish him up. Finish him up. <laughs> finish him up. Finish him up. <laughs> gotta go get Sam Jackson. Oh, finish him up. Oh, I just ordered this. Well, chug it, Jerry. We gotta go. It's nope. just a Tecate. Come on. <laughs> Take it in the car. No road sodas. We gotta put this guy away. <laughs> what am I gonna get arrested? <laughs> Everyone laughs. Yeah. All this whole bar full of drug cops. Classic cop comedy. <laughs> And, like, it's exactly the end of The Negotiator. It's yeah. just that, and is it John Spencer in that movie who gets it at the end? Oh, no, it's, no, no, uh, it's Rod, Rick, Rif- yeah, Rod, Rod Rifkin. Rifkin. He does oh, the Rod same Rifkin. fucking thing yeah. where he's like, I'm going to tell everyone my story and everything's going to... Oh, no, I was on the cell phone the whole time. Modern technology. There's an awesome thing where when everybody finally gets to the docks, because then, of course, like, he puts a gun to his head and he's like, oh, try to figure this out, Shepard, or whatever. <laughs> but then he's going to kill Andy Garcia and yeah. she just shoots him in the chest and he falls into the water. Yeah. Again, becoming the sea lion also. Possibly. Yeah, because the sea lions all like flutter around. There's him. definitely a sea lion that floats under Samuel L. Oh, Jackson. Oh, man. Samuel L. Jackson grows huge whiskers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> or he just gets chomped on and pulled to the bottom of the bay. I would accept either ending. <laughs> Both of these movies better than Kevin Smith's Tusk. Just, just throw that. Oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we disagree on that movie, but oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> a thousand times yes. Um, but what's awesome is like after he gets shot, then all the drunk cops roll up, and it's awesome because a couple of the cops come down like onto the dock, but there's like a line of twenty guys, like uniformed police officers, just looking down like. So our boss just got murdered, huh? We uh, we get a day off out of this or anything? What's going on? There's just all these like looky loos. <laughs> and like Andy Garcia is fighting roofies. He's like, what? Huh? He's really struggling through the sleep here. He's having a real sleep attack. And the the stupidest, most condescending thing that happens at the end of this movie. She's the hero. She's the goddamn hero cop, right? Yes. Uh, she's wearing a leather jacket too. Oh yeah. And the whole movie. <laughs> Titus Welliver comes out and puts his coat around her. He's like, pretty cold, cold on these docks. And she's like, thanks. It's like, no. No, <laughs> dude. That's st- fucking patronizing. Steve, it's even worse. What happens, what he said, he does the jacket thing and he goes, nice work, kid. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, he calls her kid. I'm like, you're 
tops five years older than she is. And she's wearing a jacket already. <laughs> That's the part that gets me. And <laughs> it's San Francisco. How fucking cold can it be? Well, I don't know. You're down by that bay. Dude. Oh, I don't know about all those, that. All those sea lions with their notoriously cold breath. Sure. The but cold you know, stench of death from Samuel L. Jackson still all over the I'd place. I'd be like, dude, I'm wearing a lot. Oh, this is too much. Yeah, now I'm just uncomfortable. You know what? I was fine with everything. I was fine with holding my roofied partner. I was fine with murdering my father figure slash boss slash police commissioner. But now this second jacket <laughs> has just made me completely uncomfortable. Am I going to have to kick you in the back again? <laughs> yes. Did you not get it the first time? Don't condescend to me, shit. Dude, a kick to the back. Followed by falling into a bay, followed by getting eaten by sea lions. That should have been the fate of Titus Welliver's character. Jerry, don't play around. Jerry, the sea lion. Also, this is when she has to stand up, take the jacket off, and be like, no, fuck you, dude. Back kick. Or something. I solved the case, and you did jack damn shit. And then nothing. This is one of those like, oh, the movie's over because a, I'm still waiting for Cameron Manheim to come out and be like, I loved him or something. <laughs> that was my final note: is who did she call and why? <laughs> why would you just leave that? End it on. I'm skipping a few steps with this DNA test. Get that to the lab. Yep. Cut out that phone call, and nobody even calls her back to find out if well, <laughs> whose blood it was. Or it's not like. Sam Jackson's ever like, oh, I got a call from Lisa, world's greatest medical examiner, anything like that. Oh, she's gone. Just nothing. Oh, hachi, machi. And then they 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 kiss at the end of this movie. Am I, am I making that up? No. Like, I Garcia's don't like, think so. He's fighting against the roofies valiantly, and then <laughs> she's he's like, you did a, you did good, kid, or so he does something like that, or just like. It's nice out here. It's some line. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that yeah. is how the movie ends. Boy, it's nice out here. <laughs> <laughs> she gives him like a warm smile in the movie. It's ends. something. Arr, arr, arr. Arr. <laughs> it should end with someone screaming, fuck you, DeMarco, <laughs> is what has to happen. Or why don't we get something about like six months later, the dude from the beginning of the movie, like his tr- the trial verdict comes down. This dude's getting the chair, something. Her new partner's a sea lion, something. This is how you get your fuck you, DeMarco. <laughs> this is exactly how you get your fuck you, DeMarco. Oh, I can't Titus wait. Welliver tries to put a, the coat over, and he's like, oh, maybe we can uh, maybe we can go out sometime, you know, me and you, just to fit. And then DeMarco comes up, and he's just like, no thanks. And he just, like, pulls her away, and then Titus Welliver is just stunted there. <laughs> and he just said, oh, 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 fuck you, DeMarco. <laughs> And then credits. credits. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's how you do it. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the line... It's something about, like, you're, you're going to be okay, you're doing great. And he's like, yeah, I am eating raw fish in my <laughs> fucking shanty. <laughs> Whatever, Twisted. Would anybody recommend this movie? It's fun enough for 96 minutes. It's, you know, you could do a lot worse, I think. You couldn't do a lot better, but... <laughs> Or no, actually, you could. You could, you could, you could do, do. You could do a ton better. I mean. Oh yeah, but it's it's a stupid, fun-ish movie. Yeah, it's like a TBSer, like in the uh, <laughs> TBSer. Yeah, you, you know, you you 
turn on TBS. You got nothing to do that day, and <laughs> ninety six minutes ain't that long. So yeah, it's fine. yeah, I agree. I mean this this does deliciously fall into a nice like hangover, mm-hmm. cloudy, rainy Sunday. Yeah, kind I of mean movie. if you just happen to accidentally roofie yourself in your own home, yeah, and then the next morning you got one of those vicious roofie hangovers, maybe you'll put on uh, some <laughs> twisted. I don't think I've ever seen another movie where roofies are used as like this much of a plot point. Like yep. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend this movie. Uh, and I would say this though, Chris, you can't watch it on TBS because you're not getting any of the great fuck you DeMarco's out of True. it. Yeah, that's that's well, that's the price of admission. Well, what are you? What, so what? The buck you DeMarco or like uh, step off DeMarco? Probably step off DeMarco. Yeah, and which they, is just fine enough for me. I they mean, like find a way to weasel that in. I've like, shut up, DeMarco. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> there, I mean, there's really nothing better than the delivery from Mark Pellegrino to Andy Garcia. Yep. Oh yeah, the handsome John Lovitz. Oh man, I was gonna say something else about oh. Because I was comparing it to this movie. What is a better movie, this or Copycat? Copycat's a way better movie. Copycat's a better movie, yeah. Okay, three-way agree with that, too. <laughs> All right, that's, <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say Twisted. No, but I mean, Copycat, you've got Sigourney Weaver, at least. You yeah. Much better actress well, than Ashley it, Judd. And also, it's two women really holding the movie together versus one woman being condescended to every man. <laughs> at every fucking- turn. <laughs> You know what I wish happened in the middle of this movie for, at a, for no reason, like Copycat? Uh, an Asian gang just kills uh, Andy Garcia. Just in Oh, just like her yeah. partner in Copycat? Yeah. Yep, it has nothing to do with the movie, doesn't come back for any reason. I think that's what might have happened to Cameron Mannheim. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. She's feeding the sea lions, and then all of a sudden, hey, Oswald. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know. She, like, the Yakuza bust down the door of the office, and they're like, nobody, and we mean nobody skips a step when it comes to DNA investigation <laughs> and just murders her. That's what you get for skipping steps. Oh, no. She, who she was calling was her Japanese bookie. And it was like, <laughs> I we got a the problem. Book. I'm not going to cover the spread. <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> That's Twisted from 2004, directed by legendary director Philip Kaufman. <laughs> Oh, man. If you want to get a hold of us, check out more We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network, sideshownetwork.tv, or go to our website, whmpodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag. We do a mailbag show every month. If you want to get your wacky story read on the air, write in weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Rate and review wherever you get our fine program. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, clue for next week's episode, Chris Cabin. He's thinking. He's thinking about it. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is the clue for next week's episode. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this before we before we sign off. I'm gonna do a little bit of a, a personal professional plug here uh, to our New York metro area listeners. I've got a great thing coming up at the Jacob Burns Film Center for all our film fanatics out there. The great director, Bong Joon-ho from Korea, is doing a residency at the Burns right now. We just had a screening of his film, Memories of Murder. Uh, But we also have screenings coming up of The Host, uh, of Mother, and Snowpiercer. 
Uh, and he's in attendance at all of these things. He's staying at the Burns, uh, working on his new screenplay that he's getting ready to shoot in New York. So this is like a real, you know, once in a blue moon opportunity to come and see like a totally kick-ass director. Uh, visit BurnsFilmCenter.org for ticket information. I just wanted to put a plug out there because it's a super cool, rare thing that we're doing. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I cannot wait for this thing to go down. We're recording it before it happens, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So BurnsFilmCenter.org. Check that out. And then next week, we are going to be dealing with Liam Neeson in one way or another. So until we figure out what's going on there, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Take it easy. Take it easy.